welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. <laughs> Who is that? That's just a generic southern redneck. Is that a guy from the sticks of Georgia? Or is it more like the... Uh, who's the... The that's probably a guy that senator specific. Oh, you're talking about Lindsey Graham? Yes, yes. That's a little Lindsey Graham there, but that's more specifically a, a person I knew in the past who just talked like this all the time. No way. Yeah. Did he wear suspenders and no shirt? No. <laughs> Although that's a good. That does happen a lot. It's usually <laughs> that's usually how a fight They're starts in the South at a bar. Yeah. people will shout at each other and then they rip their shirts off first. Is that true? Yeah. You see that all Do the time. Do they have no? Are like uh, they have shoes on? Is it Cletus the slack jawed? They usually have shoes on. Yeah, they do. I have a picture of my husband's grandfather picking cotton in a field without shoes on, and a rope for a belt. Wow, that's the that's the old. How Texas. old is that picture? It's old. He was old, super super old. So I bet that picture. I mean, maybe not 100 years old, but freaking old. I'm sitting there thinking a rope for a belt. All those times I had no belt, I just need to find a rope nearby. Yeah. The the guy was not a happy guy. And I just have a feeling like that rough childhood was... Yikes. Maybe he had shoes on, and it's just like my memory of the picture is shoeless. Yeah. So maybe this isn't the great way to start a Share the Show Tuesday. (laughs) Maybe it is a great way to start. We, we rarely have any like comic relief coming out of the top or even um, camarader- camaraderie and chit chat. But it's Christmas week. So, yeah. I mean, my mind has been absolutely on presents and food and traveling and all of that. But yeah. just Omicron. Omicron or Uncle I think there's Mir- no end in it. I think it's Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. Omicron. Yeah. Omicron, yeah. yeah. But there's also Oncomere, which is an anagram of it. That means cancer caused by mRNA, which is kind of funny. Really? Not funny, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oncomere, look it up. And then there's the whole, like, moronic and everything. So, anyway, but it is Share the Show Tuesday. If you do still want to share the show after that uh, atypical intro, just tell tell people or tell your friends or find a friend who... You think it uh, doesn't have the patience to sift through the news on their own. We call the news and find the stories that may hold a clue to what the powers that be are kind of plotting against us and how they're using propaganda to get us to support their policies, which clearly have motives other than the ones that they state. And today, I think most of our stories really hit that nail on the head. There are tons of psyops afoot, tons of things that get elevated to the top of the newsfeed because they support a narrative. They don't have to be false flags or whatever, but we find those things. We tell you what we think they mean, and we're often right. It has some predictive value. So if there are people in your life you want to communicate with or understand a little better, or you want to see what's coming next, maybe be a part of our community, which I think is the greatest strength of what we're doing here, then uh, take a listen. It's free every day. And you can find it at the Propaganda Report on your favorite podcasting platform. So let's just hit it with the top story. 
All right. Well, Biden was in close contact yesterday with an aide who later tested positive for COVID-19. This comes with him giving this speech today where he's rolling out some of the new measures they're going to be taking. I'll tell you about that in a moment. But this person that he was in close contact with, the aide, it was a mid-level staffer who does not regularly have contact with Joe and is also fully vaccinated and boosted. And this person spent 30 minutes with Biden aboard Air Force One and... They had tested negative prior to boarding Air Force One. However, the individual began experiencing symptoms on Sunday after the meeting and tested positive for the virus on Monday morning. Biden tested negative for the virus Monday morning and will be tested again on Wednesday. And he will continue his daily schedule since the current guidance for the CDC and prevention does not require fully vaccinated individuals to quarantine after exposure. So a little benefit of getting the vaccine (laughs) baked into the story right there. Even though they have claimed from the beginning that the virus doesn't stop the spread. Right. So there's like no... You know, just no reason to exempt vaccinated people. Although I believe two of the big airline guys, CEOs, said they didn't believe that masks were necessary on planes, that the possibility of contagion on a plane, I think they may have even said was lower than in just regular close contact, similar close contact in other um, contexts. And I believe they both stepped down. (laughs) Of course. They they just were objecting to the mask thing. I should probably... Uh, look into that story, but it just when the headline passed my eyes, that's what I thought I saw. Well, it's interesting that this happened to Biden at this time. I mean, the timing of these things are always just so perfect for whatever story is being presented. Today, Biden was outlining what his administration will be doing moving forward to stop Omicron. And during this address, he was noticeably coughing and clearing his throat. <laughs> and when you hear this previous story, you start thinking covid did it look fake? No, it looked like he was coughing. It looked like he had a... But if you didn't, if you weren't thinking about this, if the story right. wasn't primed, then you might have just thought maybe he's coughing or maybe we've reached a point where anytime anybody coughs or even puts totally. their hand in their mouth, you just think that they have something. However, see, I think that if they really want to push this narrative, this modeling, the way they always use a president to model behavior, and he got up there during this address and he said, I got my boost, get your boost. President Trump got his boost. I mean, it's one of the only things we agree on, which I actually think that would move the needle more than Biden saying it, because that will get people who are loyal, loyal Trump supporters to possibly get it. Oh, but, yeah, I agreed. Yeah. So Biden, they, I think they say he gets it. I think because if Biden gets it, then that gives them the opportunity to say, Biden tested positive. He showed little to no symptoms, a few coughs, and he's perfectly fine. And it's because he got boosted. Therefore, get boosted. So I think it's in their benefit for the story they're telling to say that he tests positive at some point. They are saying that Omicron, Omicron, gosh, I read somebody write it wrong. And uh, dang it, now I can't get past it. It's Omicron. We're going to call it Omicron, even though the O might not be long. Omicron, the main symptoms, this was just a headline. It was just the main thing on Twitter. Congestion, scratchier, sore throat, body aches. And more. But I don't know what the more is. They say people aren't losing their sense of taste and smell. And I'll tell you a little more if you're ready, but you tell me what you got. A couple more points from his speech. I saw about 20 minutes of it. He said that it's your patriotic duty to give vaccine. He said you will be safe 
to be safe, get your booster, wear a mask. And he said that it's free. The vaccine's free, folks. It's free. And anything free is good, as we know. Just like drugs are oh free. Oh, my gosh. They're, they're not really... free, by the way. They're expensive. And the government's paying for it. That's just a whole nother rabbit hole of corruption. Yeah. And he said he got his as soon as they were available. And then he went on to say the part of the stuff that his administration is going to be doing after blame, blaming misinformation for people not getting vaccines is he, is he said they're going to be setting up more emergency testing sites so, and there's going to be free at-home testing available and even possibly available for those without insurance. I think that's the group that really is going to need it the most is those without insurance because those at-home <laughs> tests are not cheap. And he said they're going to be sending out more PPP, gloves, masks, ventilators to the hospitals. And he directed the Pentagon to move 1,000 troops to be deployed to help staff at local hospitals and to expand capacity and that they will have FEMA helping transport patients from overcrowded hospitals to other locations. Wow, I have some stories later on in the show that really dovetail with that, with this pervasive use of more and more federal government in inappropriate roles. That stuff that's really for locals or even the private sector. Yeah, I I have a question maybe you can help me with. I remember before, like the Georgia National Guard was deployed to hospitals and state National Guards were deployed. Has the... Pentagon directed federal like does this happen at the federal level yet maybe it has and I'm just getting them confused so the National Guard have been deployed to help hospitals but it was at the state level before so like it was in Georgia it was in South Carolina this is coming he's saying he's ordering the Pentagon to move troops so this is a federal level oh interesting yeah, well, I mean, the National Guard, how does that work? Somebody explained that to me once, because the story I have is about how the Capitol Police chief has been given the ability to call in the National Guard without asking even the three-person board that oversees the Capitol Police. Now, that, coupled with the fact that the Capitol Police recently announced that in the wake of January 6th, they were going to open field offices in California and Florida, The police chief has a lot of power now, and now that it's in other places, it certainly seems like the germ of a federal police force in the form of a police force rather than trying to take the National Guard or whatever and turning it into a police force. Very dangerous stuff, but the fact that I feel like the National Guard is federal. They're both. It's dual. Okay. National Guard units are under dual control of the state governments and the federal government. Okay. So, well, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. Because if the... But the governor is the one who is the commander-in-chief of the National Guard in his state, I think. I believe so. Right. So, that is interesting. So, yeah, they, they're they totally moving into using... Maybe they're making taking advantage of or even set up the shortages in hospitals and schools and stuff to bring actual federal workers that smacks very much of communism. There was another thing about the this whole Omicron narrative, which is obviously picking up. I mentioned that the cases case numbers are up, which what Biden's doing will ensure that. But hospitalizations are not up. But one thing that I expected and is absolutely happening, and some people think it's just pure propaganda, but I don't think so, is how they're saying now kids are getting Omicron. I mean, please 
acknowledge that before anyone said anything like that, I said, as soon as they start giving the kids the vaccine, kids are going to start getting this. Yeah. I mean, from the first minute, because that was my personal experience. I was not, I didn't get sick at all until the vaccine started rolling out and then me and a bunch of other people got sick. So yeah. Biden talked about the kids too. Almost and that's to, what's like, happening. We need right. to get them in the kids' arms, the five-year-old's arms, but until then, we just got to hold out. But there are stories now coming out of how kids are getting sick. And we weren't seeing stories like that before. That's going to be a 2022 phenomenon, not a 2021 phenomenon. So I don't like that. Um, I found it interesting. So, you know, our supporter, Kathleen, she is in Florida and she made said she doesn't know anybody who's sick from it, from the they, from the COVID or from the vaccine. She's just, it's not touching her. And she said, well, you know, in Florida, it's, it just doesn't seem to be that much of a problem. So did I tell you about this guy I met who was on a, like a, I don't know what it was. Was he on a, on a team to create a model for how this thing would spread? Okay, so he's a legit guy, tech guy or something, just a legit guy. And somebody asked him to like be on this team and he was on the team and they presented their findings to various politicians. And he said a couple of the politicians were DeSantis, who he didn't know. And he said that this guy, so that's the governor of Florida, he came to the meeting totally prepared, understood technical stuff that these guys were telling him. And implemented the policies they recommended. And as a result, had much less economic problems and fee- and much less of a medical problem, too. Who is the one that implemented the... DeSantis, the DeSantis. Florida guy. So all the stuff about Florida got bad press for opening the beaches and this and that. But they told him, like, you have to protect the vulnerable, but you don't want to shut down the economy and you don't... You just you don't you'll have other bad effects if you shut everybody down. That was what this team was recommending to not do. But when they went to California, like nobody cared. The governor didn't show up to the meeting and they were just like, yeah, yeah, yada, yada, yada. So clearly, anyway, I just thought that was a good thing for. You know, I like to bring some positive stuff. I did not like that DeSantis went along with the official narrative about the Miami condo collapse, which I found to be very suspicious. There's a chance, and I think a good chance, that people like him don't really, aren't in the rabbit hole, so they're not going to actually look with skepticism at a story like that. He has people who tell him and maybe he gets stovepiped. I don't know. I'm not saying I didn't I don't like that. He made a law that private establishments couldn't require vaccines like because that just means that the next guy is going to flip it. But I mean, that's always better than nothing. What he did. And and a lot of people liked it. And a lot of people moved there because of it. And a lot of people moved out of here because of the opposite. So just keep, good to keep in mind. Yeah, that's good to know that they're following the good advice. It makes me think of Garland Favrito, a voter GA, when they went to the Georgia Secretary of State and they told him that the Dominion voting machines don't work or they're easy to hack. And then they use them anyway. 
Well, they're impossible to audit or verify. Yeah. And they used it anyway. And it was in violation of the law at the time. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. So if you if your warnings fall on deaf ears, you can you can figure that person has some other agenda from the stated role, whereas this guy seemed to probably because I mean, I assume he's running for president and he wanted to have a good outcome. Yeah, it's probably he's so. looking for every possible chance of that. But if he brought that to the presidency, that would be good, too. But then again, Newsom is probably going to run for president also. You think? I'm sure. There'll be a lot of people throwing it their hat like in it. to do a challenge. I think if there's ever going to be a challenge, it's going to be this upcoming time. Yeah, I agree with that. So Kyrie Irving, Irvin, Irving, could be coming back to the Brooklyn Nets soon. They are welcoming him back. to. So here's the thing is he can play on the road. This has always been the case that he can play road games. But he could not play home games because of the New York City vaccination laws, the requirements not allowing people into the same building or gym or arena. I don't don't have the specific wording of the law in front of me, but the Nets have had a change of heart and they are going to be welcoming him, him back in, which would allow him to play on the road and road games in cities that do not that have laws that allow it so if there was a some new york city like law perhaps that might ban him but i don't know if there are i I think the way that it works is that he can play anywhere else except new york because people on visiting teams who are unvaccinated can play in new york because the law doesn't apply to them it's messed up it's completely messed up so does that mean when he goes to massachusetts he can smoke pot i think that there's a lot of nba players that smoke pot on a regular basis anyway i don't I, I, I know, yeah, but you pro- what I'm saying? Like the law in Massachusetts is that pot's legal. That's a good question. I guess that would depend on the specific team rule around marijuana use. And right. so the Nets are bringing them back, and it's a good idea. They are in first place, but they don't have a dominating lead like they would, you know, you might expect them to be. However, he is already in the COVID protocols because he tested positive for coronavirus right as he was coming back. But his and his. Restrictions are probably more because he's unvaccinated. Well, Where's Harden? Harden what is also Harden? with the Brooklyn Nets. So, and he was out for that reason, I think. There's a lot of players that have been, they canceled the Hawks game yesterday wow. because of wow. they've been canceled a lot of games. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I brought this up uh, yesterday. They, Trey Young is out. He might be out for the Christmas Day game the Hawks okay. are supposed to have. And there's a lot of college teams that have been canceling games now because so many players have gone into the protocol. So what Irving has to do to get back is he has to return two negative tests 24 hours apart before he can start to play. And the con- not the concern, but he has expressed an openness to possibly taking a new plant-based vaccine because he has an all all plant-based diet oh that's novavax is that novavax unit yeah yeah well he has expressed he might be willing to take that however he is right now still unvaccinated but they're going to be bringing him back to play and the theory is that new york city is going to be getting this new mayor at the beginning of january and he might just loosen these laws up and he might be able to play all the home games anyway but right now there are still the nba protocols you have to get around so he's like not allowed to be in the same eating room as other as vaccinated players the nba has even instructed teams to prevent having their seating arrangements on the bench be next to unvaccinated players so i guess they'll have to sit him differently on the bench it's kind of weird ridiculous that novavax they don't want us to have it they are shipping it from here to europe first 
Really? And they're not, it's not like they're going to be, a, they're going to make so, so much that they could give it to the entire world. Wherever it's going first, it's all going. So that, that's a great idea because it's a protein subunit. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be the first person in line, but it's a conventional vaccine. And your big risk there is the adjuvants, which are terrible. And people do get injured from autoimmune responses from these things. And it's really, really bad, but it's not, it's, it's a limited number of deactivated viral particles or whatever. It's not like giving your body the instructions to start making antigens internally, which is what the other novel, this new vaccine is. Well, Kyrie is going to probably bring some attention to it if he talks yeah. about it on his Instagram. And this, I think, is another sign of the loosening of these restrictions. As you brought up earlier this week, we have some a lot of people protesting. We have some of the mandates are just being turned away. And now I think that it, it's probably true that once that new, new mayor gets in New York, he's not going to want to be anything like the old mayor. So he's probably going to change that. You know, yeah, but you just see when it comes to this, the COVID thing, that's when everybody's on the same page. I mean, Trump is telling people to get the booster. <laughs> so we just don't know how deep, you know, you could be a complete limited hangout in every single way and totally contradict what isn't seem to speak truth to power. But when push comes to shove, I'm guessing Tucker Carlson is vaccinated. Yeah, I saw a headline about Fox requiring New York employees to be vaccinated now, something like that. I don't know the full details of their requirement, but it was something alluding to that. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of more things before we get to our last big story. Um, Joe, So yesterday or whenever I pointed out that Joe Manchin apparently blew up the Build Back Better Legislation. So I put all that effort into writing this thing. They negotiated, negotiated, negotiated. They got it down to like instead of whatever X trillion, it was Y trillion. And it was just weird to me because Manchin's objections to it seem to change over time. They seem to rest on things that Democrats don't care about. It was came down to like uh, adding too much debt to the national debt. And that seems like not even... It's so unfathomable at this point. It would be amazing that you would blow up the signature legislation of your party for that. And then I saw the headlines start to tumble down that said, because Joe Manchin blew up the Build Back Better legislation and all the climate initiatives therein, we're in big trouble. And then I immediately realized that what they may be doing is setting this up for all sorts of emergency action, emergency legislation, executive orders, building truly on the shoulders of the COVID unconstitutional emergency measures that they already laid down. And they can say that we were going to do this in an orderly fashion, but just like we've been hearing for years, you and I, they... Their argument is if the process doesn't give me what I want, the process isn't working and we need to go outside the process. And I think that Manchin just set it up so that they could because it'll be much less. It'll be probably purely under the purview of the executive branch if it's not legislated. And that is totally unconstitutional. But I think that's what we're being set up for. 
Well, that certainly wouldn't be the first time they've used an emergency to subvert the process. Yep, I'm with you there. So we do still have more in the Free 30, but before we get to the last big story of the Free 30, in which I will, we are going to try to figure out where Chuck Grassley keeps his copy of the Constitution. Certainly it isn't handy, I can tell you that much. And I also want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the XR, which is Walmart apologizes for the price of a doll, but should they have? And an update on the child abusing CNN producer that you won't find on CNN. Ooh. But before we get to that, do not fast forward this today. If you normally fast forward the ad, listen. If you are a free listener, we have a very special offer for you that you are going to want to hear about. So if you've thought about signing up for our premium content but never got around to it or don't want to, you don't like Patreon, that's a big objection people have. Uh, and or feel like you want to connect with our community, but you hate social media and all the trolls and all that. We just joined locals, mainly because people are getting sick of Patreon or are afraid that we're going to get deplatformed from Patreon. So if you're interested in sampling our premium content, one good thing about locals that nobody else has is that they allow us to do a promo code. So if you go to propreport.locals.com, you can sign up using the promo code try locals free. And then for a month, you can look at all our XR postings. We don't have archives there, but you can just see what in real time gets posted to our premium feed. And if you like it, we're, we will have an introductory rate for a couple of months where you can get a whole year of that for $50, which is just ridiculously rock bottom because we put up hundreds of hours of commercial free content every year and $50 is just a bargain and it's going to go away. So, and then if you don't like it, you can cancel the subscription, but still stay registered and look at all the free stuff that we put up on Locals. Because Locals is super cool. It's very social. The community gets to post just like it's our own private Twitter feed, which is what I've always wanted. And you can also listen to and watch all of our premium stuff and most of our free stuff too. It's it's like, quote, in-app, but it works even if you're not in the app. So you can use your device and it floats around. So just consider it if you want to sample our premium content and get actually... It's a real freebie because we have a white-pilled Christmas avalanche of interviews, including XR material, and we will post as much in the premium feed as we post in the free feed. So you could listen to it all Christmas, cancel if you want, get a whole year for 50 bucks if you want, and just stay free, whatever. Whatever you want to do, but check it out, propreport.locals.com. And now, on to the last big story of the Free 30, where I was triggered by Chuck Grassley who was in a briefing from the Department of Homeland Security and the DOJ and was demanding answers on their strategy to combat spikes in smash and grab attacks across the U.S. Now, you brought this story originally to us that smash and grab looters were targeting stores in L.A., San Francisco, etc. Out here in L.A., they identify that the reason this is happening is that Gascon, the DA, the new DA, right, has this ridiculously Soros-like policy about no jail or bail, even for people who commit real crimes, which 
on the one hand, I understand you don't want people to go to jail who or have to pay bail who have not been convicted. But the way it works is you can't be arrested or held unless they've got good reason. You're entitled to a speedy trial. They will make that faster if you are actually incarcerated. But it's not like they maybe they do just pick people off the street. But that's not the system that he's objecting to. So what people have been saying out here is their approach, his approach to crime and enforcement. Now, I think that absolutely anything that isn't a crime against person or property, there should be no bail or jail ever. So drugs, prostitution, any of that, none, 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 none. Gambling. But this stuff, it actually pertains to crimes against people and property. And because of the the low risk these people face for committing crimes or they're not in jail after having committed crimes. That's what it's that it's tied to. So when Chuck Grassley is asking, he's saying in the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, those guys, you're in there trying to protect teachers from threats and you won't protect retail establishments from smash and grab from real crime. You know, I need a plan. And it's wrong of them to do either. Both of those things are squarely in the 10th Amendment, the police power. And there's good reason for it, because a lot of that stuff is highly reflective of the policies that the local community has implemented through their legislation or their elected officials. So if this guy is really has terrible policies, then you call in the feds. The feds will either insulate the voter from understanding the connection between their their guys' terrible policies and the terrible results, or the feds will tell them, will then impose their will on the local community. They'll say, your laws don't work. We Now that we're here, we get to call the shots. It's terrible. It's totally unconstitutional. And he vaguely acknowledges that by saying, while ordinarily retail theft is a matter best handled by local law law enforcement, it's not a matter best handled by local law enforcement. It's a matter that is constitutionally delegated to the local law enforcement. Oh, but he's 88. He just gets those words messed up and confused. Yeah, well, he's saying things like flash mob attacks and uh, stuff like that. Sounds like he's got his finger on the pulse of what's happening right here and now. But he he just he's pointing to the wrong things for sure. And this kind of folds into the earlier comments I made about the chief of the Capitol Police and the fact that being now able to invoke or solicit the help of federal agencies at his sole discretion. And he has now field offices in California and Florida, but I'm sure that's just for starters because that guy's or that person's reach would go everywhere there's a senator, everywhere there's a congressman, everywhere there's a federal apparatus. Look at Portland. Maybe the Capitol Police would start addressing something like what happened in Portland. These things are all tying together to lead to an actual or de facto federal police force. And that's a problem, especially if it overrides like what we talked about with PQ, that the sheriff in many cases is the most powerful elected official because really nobody can come in and start cracking heads if the sheriff doesn't go along with it. But this is a a way to replace 
that local authority and it's and it's coming from all directions. And we know that there's an effort to root out, quote, white nationalist out of the military and out of police forces around the country. That is another reason to implement federal police. If the if you can say that these local police departments are allowing white nationalist domestic terrorists into their ranks. So we just need to go ahead with the federal forces. I've actually seen more attention going in the opposite direction, which is there was an article just today that I saw said Pentagon finds a rise of active servicemen, active service members engaging in extremism. And it's only like 100 out of 2 million active servicemen. But you pointed out on January 6th that the focus was on on the military having all these people in there. And, yeah, that's what I was saying, Pentagon. military and police. Yeah. So, I mean... Maybe, but they, but this was also interesting that now the Pentagon is saying that you can be kind of cited for extremism just for liking a post that they don't like you liking. They and have more- a whole new thing they rolled out for that. It's so right. long pub- publication that they have about the new rules regarding that and what they can and cannot do. I was going to bring that tomorrow in, in more detail. But yeah, they're kind of defining what domestic terror is, or at least a little bit, because that was what people in the military wanted. They wanted to know what the definitions were so they could know if they were in violation or not. But if they make it overly restrictive, what you'll actually see is a huge spike and people cited for it. Yeah. So they'll portray it as a spike in activity, but really it will just be a reclassification of activity that people thought was okay. There's a lot to this, a lot to watch out for. They have people like, what's his name, Grassley and other old people in Congress. I think that that's maybe one of the benefits of having so many older folks in Congress. What was the one guy, he was over 100 years old, Strong Thurman years ago, and we have Biden as president, is when people reach that really old age, they just seem harmless. And they can say things and get away with saying things. It's marshmallow man theory. It's my stay puffed marshmallow man theory from Ghostbusters. They're like, don't think of anything. And somebody and all of a sudden the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man comes and they're like, who thought of that? And somebody thought it's like, I just couldn't think he could hurt me. So I say like Joe Biden is the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man because he looks like an adult fool, but he can bring all this stuff down. One thing about this thing about the, the chief of the Capitol Police having all this power that was passed by a voice vote. So there is no transparency and no accountability for the people who are bringing this down. Joe Biden is signing it, but not one other person's name is there for voting. If I understand how this works correctly, I absolutely am staunchly opposed to anything being passed by voice vote. Well, so I had a little rap. All right, let's hear it. Uh, I wanted to tell people that we keep getting new promo codes from Sponsors and friends of the show who have, I would say, all the things that I have up there are really high quality stuff that people have asked us to shout out or who have a sponsor to show for. So if you go to thepropreport.com and go to the little tab that says shop on that page, you can find our awesome T-shirts and other and coffee mugs from uh, you can click through to that for Propaganda Report, but you can also click through for a page of our sponsors and find promo codes like Apocalypse Coffee just gave us a promo code, Prop 10. 
uh, Apocalypse Coffee, True Hemp Science, Neighbors, Rye Guys, LibertyGear.net, Granite State Spice Blends, Truth Smacks, and a lot more, actually. So I think those um, everything I just named is a really high-quality, wholesome product. Well, LibertyGear.net is not wholesome, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's really fun and funny and a great supporter of the show. So I would check out, just look at that page and see if there's any last minute presents you think you can get in time from there or buy yourself something. All right. Well, you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at the com or your favorite podcasting platform with the propaganda report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content Monica was telling you about Monica, what's that website again? Locals. PropReport.locals.com. PropReport.locals.com. Check us out there. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the DNBXR. Have a fantastic December 21st.